everyone, it's John. And Ben. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985's Santa Claus the Movie. One minute at a time. And this week we are on minute number 106. Yes. We are right in the middle of the end credits, everyone. <laughs> We're at the fun part of the end credits right now. At the, at the very end of this minute, the scroll begins. And when that <laughs> scroll began, it, during my note-taking process, it was like, oh. <laughs> because I was telling that, okay, we're just going to speed run through these names. And then I was like, there are so many names. <laughs> How do those Star Wars people do this? There, there must be ten times the amount of names on a modern Star Wars movie. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to do it. We're, we're going to roll up our sleeves. I am literally rolling up my sleeves. We are going to do this. Are you ready, Ben? I'm ready. So how we're tackling this, there's some fun stuff going on on the left-hand side of the screen. It yep. looks like B-roll footage from various montage sequences, little bits and pieces that may or may not have been in the actual body of the movie. And then on the other side are the names. They're still like the big headliners. All the cast is out of the way. We're getting into the crew now. Right. So, and how we decided to break this up, Ben will be walking us through what's happening on the left-hand side of the screen, and I will be talking about the nuts and bolts, the, uh, the names and the, and the jobs. Yes. All right, are we ready for this? We are ready. All right, I, I'm going to pull up my minute so we can both go along here. So how about you begin? We, we, okay. we uh, open on like a transition. We were like midway through a credit the credits sort of like burst with like stardust onto the screen during this portion yeah. of the credits. So we begin this minute blurring out of the little toy soldiers on the piano. And we are going into the set of elves painting horses. Uh, this takes place in the movie around minute 20-ish during the elves working scene that leads up to the season's greeting. So this is all, this is when that's happening. And in the actual movie, Goobler is one of those painting elves. He's just cut off. So this is the same scene that happens in the movie. You just can't see him because he's like in the black part of the screen right now. We're seeing other elves dabbing their beard yes. into the paint pots. I do have to give credit to whoever assembled these credits. A clever thing is the film clip that's happening on one half of the screen corresponds with, uh, like, the title of the person on the other side of the screen. In this case, we have the elves painting their toys, and the credit we see on the screen is for production designer Anthony Pratt, who I was, I had deja vu when I looked him up. Okay, I swear we talked about this guy before. He worked on Excalibur. Solar Babies, Man in the Iron Mask. But then again, a lot of these guys all worked on, like, very similar things. I was joking with Ben. It's like, just assume every name you see in the credits worked on Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Superman came up over and over and over again. So Anthony's credit here is disappearing. And the next one coming up is photographed by Arthur Ebbotson, BSG. I bet you're wondering what B... Not BSG... It looks like a G on the screen. It's actually BSC. Oh, I thought it was a G. It stands for British Society of Cinematographers. 
And you can tell us what's happening on the other side of the screen before I get into Arthur's credits. Okay, on the other side of the screen is during season's greetings when all of the elves are gathered. They're in the workshop underneath the ceiling as it opens up and they're watching as the star moves over into a position to start the holiday season. There's some snowflakes that are falling down on the elves and you can see Patch, Boog, and Honka up on the next level watching in amazement as the light starts. And in the background is Dooley, but I don't think you can really see him in this shot. But he's there. Both Dudley Moore and David Huddleston, both Patch and Santa, sneak in one more minute here. Because <laughs> Santa appears in a few seconds. Because remember, we're still keeping that breakdown of how many minutes Santa appears, how many minutes Patch appears. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, Santa's had this locked up for a while. <laughs> but we don't want to we, we, we want to reveal what the final number was. Because they're still popping up in the credits. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, unfortunately, there's no way Dudley can win this. <laughs> so let's see. Arthur Ibbotson, I, I hope I'm saying the name right. He had many movie credits from the 50s through the 80s, including Inspector Clouseau, Where Eagles Dare, and the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I like Willy Wonka, the original. So, Ben, all right, it's your turn. Tell us what's happening when the next credit appears. Okay, the next one, we have Patch and Joe, and they are in the Patch Mobile. They are flying, and uh, this is way before it explodes and way before Santa and Cornelia catch up with them. This is uh, where I thought they were kind of in uh, upstate Vermont, around Canada area, and so the, the candy canes have not started to spark yet. They're just going for a joyous ride over the winter landscape yeah they're laughing having a good old time right now yeah we can't hear we can't hear them laughing we we only hear sheena easton right now (laughs) yes but the credit on the screen is for flying and second unit director david lane i bet you're wondering what a second unit director is the second unit this is from wikipedia is a discrete team of filmmakers tasked with filming shots or sequences of the production separate from the main or first unit so it's like all the other stuff. It's like if they're flying around, things like that, or background crowds, things like that. David Lane was no stranger to flying effects. Ben, can you guess what movie he worked on? Uh, Superman? Yes. Also Superman <laughs> 3, Supergirl, Superman 4, and, and Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, well, that was a nice one to throw out there. <laughs> It's like one of these things isn't like the other. <laughs> so what are we looking at now after, after uh, we say goodbye to David Lane? Okay, next up, we are back at the Elf Village. It is an exterior shot of the village. This is most likely from the beginning of the movie, but we've seen this shot a couple of times throughout the movie, so it's kind of hard to tell. And the credit that we're looking at was like a light bulb moment for me where it says director of visual and miniature effects Derek Meddings we've talked about Derek before mm-hmm. but my brain was like oh of course the elf building the exterior the exterior shot that we kept looking at the, for the establishing shots mm-hmm. of course that was a miniature but my brain like all this time was like oh of course this is a massive massive building they must have built it's like no I'm sure it was like a teeny tiny little elf village 
I didn't even expect it to be an actual miniature. I just thought it was a painting. But I guess a miniature would be make a lot more sense. <laughs> and Derek, who I'm, I'm sure, I, I'm sure we've talked about before. He's worked on the Superman movies, James Bond movies, 1989's Batman, never-ending story sequels. And that brings us our next credit to a gentleman who sounds like he has a totally made-up name. <laughs> the film editor, Peter Hollywood. Yes. Doesn't that sound like a made-up name to you? Yes. <laughs> if it's not, he was destined to be in this profession. <laughs> Now, Peter's credit is accompanied by a clip that doesn't really correspond with his job. No, this clip is uh, also from when the elves were making all of their toys and they were working. In the movie, though, this is actually a slightly different shot because in the movie, when you see this elf pounding the head of the horse onto this pole, uh, Santa is with him. And Santa is actually looking over what the elf is doing, you know, and being like, oh, yeah, nice. Good job. Good job. But you don't see that in this shot. So it's kind of a different angle. So I'm going to assume that this one is not actually in the movie. It was the one with Santa that was in the movie. So I do have a quote here from Peter Hollywood. This is from the press kit, the UK press kit that Darren sent us ages ago. I think I've read every other page of it. But it has a page dedicated to Peter Hollywood. It says, Peter Hollywood is the editor. Born in the booming post-war cinema-going period, a Londoner whose first job in the industry was a projectionist in his local Auden cinema. And this is a quote from him. I couldn't believe my luck. In the evenings, I used to sit with the audience and watch the film I'd been running all day. While working in a private cinema, received a panic call from Brighton, where Richard Attenborough was shooting Oh, What a Lovely War and having endless dramas trying to screen his nightly rushes in the basement of a seafront hotel. He stayed on as assistant sound editor and the start of a steady climb to his present position. And this is a quote about this movie. Editors need to be pushed, and I couldn't wish for a better film to be editing than Santa Claus the movie, because of its complexity. To be at the center of all these elements is like opening up Pandora's box. Mm. He was the one who got this movie all together, and that we've been questioning some decisions <laughs> during, during this podcast. It's like, why did they cut that? It's all him. <laughs> I wonder if he was thinking like, oh man, another montage of clips. <laughs> <laughs> and some of his other credits are listed here, including A Clockwork Orange, The Three Musketeers, Nightwatch, Optimists of Nine Elms. Never heard of it. Uh, the Duelist, The Riddle of the Sands, Superman 3, there it is. There it Take is. a shot every time I mention <laughs> Superman during these credits. Actually, please don't. <laughs> and, and silver dream racers like I, i'm sure those are all fine productions peter peter hollywood i've only heard of a couple of them maybe if we were british we would have heard of the other ones maybe next up we have groot groot making one last appearance unless he pops up again in the next two minutes but here he is in full chef attire yes groot is accepting a pot i guess it's kind of like a small cauldron like it's a little tiny pot like a soup bowl pot down because this shot is Groot at the bottom level of the giant cauldron they use to make the soups and the porridges. He's down on like the f almost the floor level. 
And then you can see Anya. She's like actually on the floor level. There's like a little step there. And Groot is accepting a giant bowl of soup. I, I'm going to assume it's soup. That is attached to a string. So the elves at the top are lowering this pot down to Groot on a string where he then fills up a bowl to hand to Anya at on the floor level. So that's what's happening. This is not in the movie anywhere. This is a complete unique scene that they did not include in the movie. So do you think this part was leading up to the part where Groot hands Anya a bowl of soup and she kind of wants to be polite and say it's not bland and Patch kind of just blurts right out it's bland and then Groot gets all like huffy like oh you try cooking for all these elves it could be it could be uh because we do see in the actual movie when she is putting some seasoning into a spoonful that he tastes and he's like oh yeah very good during one of the montages so this very well could have been the scene where she was like it's okay <laughs> that we read in the book poor Groot poor Groot the <laughs> elf that wasn't meant to be it's like they even made merchandise. He was in the books. We have that little pin <laughs> yeah, of Groot. We do. Now, how do you how do you think you pronounce Pauline's name? We have production executive Pauline. That's a Q at the end. Is it a Q? I've never seen anything end with a Q before. It is. It is according to IMDb. And Pauline was the production executive. Her only other credits are Superman three, Supergirl. Uh, this movie and the Columbus movie that we talked about last time. So she was definitely a Salkin on Team Salkin. All right. So long, Groot. <laughs> Next up, we have costume designer, not credited to Gooba, but no. to Bob Ringwood. Yes. But the clip off to the side is, do you think that is Gooba's hands sewing no. that red suit? No, no you don't. So th this elf sewing is um, not seen directly in the movie. This section of this elf sewing is also during the elves making montage when they're showing the big floor of all of the elves sewing up like blankets and whatnot. This particular elf is way in the back on the left-hand side of the screen. Like you could barely see him working on this blanket or shirt or whatever it is that he's making here it's just barely in the movie the focus on that particular scene where he's in it's a whole bunch of elves working on multicolored things on the spinning wheels so this may not necessarily be santa's suit that this elf is working on right i think this is orange not red so as costume designer, Bob Ringwood has quite the impressive resume. He also worked on Excalibur, Dune, Solar Babies, Empire of the Sun, Batman 1989, Alien 3, Batman Returns, Demolition Man, The Shadow, Batman Forever, AI Artificial Intelligence, and the most recent, as in recent like 25 years ago, uh, Star Trek Nemesis. Mm. So he did the costumes for all of those. Pretty impressive resume. Yeah. And as I just said 25 years ago, it reminded me that Hulu and Amazon Prime this season are running Santa Claus the Movie for free. But the thumbnail is promoting it as Santa Claus the Movie 25th Anniversary Edition. I think old <laughs> Santa Claus is lying about his age because the 25th Anniversary Edition is, what, 12 years old now? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> this was 1985. So 2005, 2010, 2010 would have been the 25th anniversary. So, but it's so um, funny that on both Hulu and Amazon, the yeah. thumbnail image and the title is now Santa Claus the Movie 25th Anniversary Edition. They're a little behind. Well, you know, you know, as as we get older, they haven't redone it since the 25th, right? So they can't say that it's the 35th or whatever when they haven't done anything different to the video. I suppose, but it's just funny that that's what it's commemorating. <laughs> They should just take that off and just call it Santa Claus the movie. They're trying to trick people to think it's the Tim Allen one. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I remember this from 25 years ago. Hey, where's Tim? Where's Scott <laughs> Calvin? And we're still we're still hanging in there. We're gonna. Speaking of Tim Allen, Santa, we're we're sticking to uh, the Santa Claus is till the bitter end. But oh, it, it's a little rough. <laughs> I prefer this Santa but maybe, Claus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes us realize how much we enjoy this Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna hang in there we, we, we're gonna hang in there for bernard right yep where were we i want to talk about anything about the end credits <laughs> all right next up we have the elves passing the presents down the line yes this is obviously from the same section montage uh right before the season's greetings it's the big long line of elves as they're passing along the presents, the green presents with the gold stars, and tossing them into Santa's sack. And, of course, we'll always remember these elves as the elf. Well, one of the elves, I don't know if he's in the shot. He doesn't but... make it in the movie. The one that gets... <laughs> that, that Janot yeah. yelled at because he wasn't yeah. in sync. Yeah, because he couldn't follow along with the beat. He's not in the movie. I haven't found him in any of the elf montages. Oh, man, that's sad. Why would they yeah, leave I mean... that in the making of the movie TV special? <laughs> Unless he's, like, in this. I can't really see who all of these elves are. But in the actual movie, couldn't find him. I'm picturing a very depressed, br short British man who left the set that day. They fired me. He goes up to his family. I got fired today. He's still in his elf costume. I couldn't move a present from one hand to the other. And while while this is happening, the credit on the screen is for casting by Lynn Stallmaster and Associates. Lynn Stallmaster was an American casting director. He passed away last year. He was the first casting director to receive an Academy Award, getting an honorary Oscar in 2016. And his Wikipedia page has just a fraction of the movies that he helped cast, his casting associates, including Superman, Supergirl. But I picked out some other highlights, including The Untouchables, Spaceballs, Battlefield Earth, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret <laughs> of the Ooze, which is probably why he got the honorary Oscar. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Oh, don't get me started on our next clip on the screen. Okay, next up, <laughs> we have the shot where Santa is seeing a snow globe for the first time ever in his life in the in 80s. 1980. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't get me started. We, we, we went over this a long time ago. Yeah, we talked about this a lot already. We're not going to reiterate it, but this is the shot when Dooley gives Santa the snow globe that Patch had seemingly invented decades earlier 
and Dooley forgot to give to Santa in a timely manner. And here is Santa. And we went back and forth about whether if it was magical, which is why he was so fascinated by it. Yeah. Or if he was just very fascinated because he'd never seen a snow globe before this. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to to have a totally different take, okay? is This is the night Santa's tired, right? Didn't he just come back? Yeah, I think so, this was the night he was about to fall asleep in his soup. Maybe he was just so tired. He was delirious and he was looking at this thing <laughs> like, wow. You know, because Whoa. he was just so out of it. That he just did not know what he was even looking at. He was just so tired. I, I don't know if I buy that. Really, you we even said, pretend, like, you right? look at that. So we have talked about Roy Field before. He did uh, optical effects for a number of movies, notably Labyrinth and Dark Crystal. So we won't get into Roy again. Next up, we have a shot of an elf. I- I'll let you take it. I'm just so excited to see this. The next shot that we have, it fades into... The giant book that is in Dooley's office by the fireplace for when they are categorizing what the kids want. The good list, the bad list, the toys, and what they've requested. And what we see here is kind of a pan down with an elf writing in this book. In this copy, our horrible DVD copy that we've been using for the podcast, you can't really tell what's going on. Just a bunch of scribble with an elf head. So I brought up the high def version from what I can make out. What I think is happening on this sheet is there are four columns at least. There may be five, I can't really tell, but the column that this elf is writing in is for color. So I think this column is the color which the kid wants their toy to be. The column prior to that I believe is the toy. So the toy name and then the color that the kid wants the toy in. And then the other two columns I would assume would be their first and their last names, but I can't make out what it says up top. It took me forever to figure out this last column was color because they're using the UK spelling, C-O-L-O-U-R. That's how it's spelt, right? Over, Over the pond. It's C-O-L-O-U-R. It took me forever. It was confusing me. Cause I'm like, I swear, I think that's color. But then it dawned on me that they spell it differently. <laughs> so I think that is what we're looking at. And what he is writing is that this child wants a white and something. Uh, and I believe it's a giraffe. Wow. We, we finally figured that out in this minute. Like, so there's this huge ledger book there's a ladder up against it we saw it from a certain angle earlier in the movie but even in high def we couldn't make out what it said and we just assume naturally oh this is the naughty and nice list right but no it's an like an order book yeah (laughs) interesting and off on the side we have production accountant the most exciting credit of the movie i'm sure which makes sense this this is where we're at This is the tally of what the kids are ordering, and it's the production accountant. Exactly. It's very clever. So here's John Trahey. Trahey? Do you think that's correct? Mm-hmm. He was also a production accountant on Conan the Barbarian. Superman 3. We should play like an air horn from now on every time I mention no. Superman. No. Wah, wah. no. Gorillas in the Mist, Eyes Wide Shut, and three Harry Potter movies, Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, and Prisoner of Azkaban. 
Azka. Azkaban. Thank you for the assist. <laughs> I couldn't read my own writing. <laughs> Sometimes the credit is like financial advisor or something, and basically he was responsible for ordering ordering equipment, securing cast and crew accommodations, and other practical matters on set. Oh man, this is where we are. We're at forty seconds of the minute, and we're talking about the accountant. <laughs> Well, we move in to the next screen where we have the clock that we've talked about so much already in this movie. This is an alarm clock, though. Nope. This is the this is the clock. It's the same clock. The alarm clock and the big clock, it's all the same clock. Okay. You're thinking of when this is this is the dinging when they all wake up and they start doing their routine they get out of bed and they do their marching yeah i, I swear i saw i swear we've seen this little wooden figure in bed pop up when the bell rings yes this is all the same clock okay. it's the same big one that's in the workshop that they use so the elves wake up when this alarms and this one is the one at the beginning when they start working and you can tell that it is in the middle of autumn, which would make sense as to why Season's Greetings is starting. And the credit on the side of the screen is for first assistant director Derek Cracknell. Now, a first assistant director manages the schedule for a film set and coordinates all on-set departments for each shot. That sounds like a very stressful job. So he must have been the right-hand man for Janot. Yeah, that sounds very stressful. So next up, Patch pops in the end credits here again. He is playing the piano. This is right before all the music cuts out at the end of the elf working music montage. This is him getting ready to put his elbow on the key and spin around. And on the screen, we see the credit for the song we're hearing over the credits, Christmas All Over the World, performed by Sheena Easton, produced by Keith Olsen, who I didn't look up. I'm sorry, Keith. I'm sure you've done a lot of fine work. Words and music by Bill House and John Hobbs. I searched for Bill House and John Hobbs, and it looks like this was the only song they wrote together as a team. And as I was searching this, I found a website that listed all the covers of Christmas All Over the World. I found another one from the year the movie came out, 1985, from a band called New Edition. I found one from 1991 from an artist named Sharon Cunetta. And one from 2017 by somebody just called Hey RJ. H-E-Y-R-J. I don't want to be too hard on them. It sounded like two girls singing karaoke of this song. So I don't know why that showed up in this music database I was looking at. But you can look them all up on YouTube, all the covers of Christmas all over the world. I don't think anything quite gets to the level of Sheena, though. <laughs> and it also says Sheena Easton appears courtesy of EMI records limited or ltd and patch is still playing away at the piano and of course we get a credit for that other huge hit song of the movie i didn't even remember this <laughs> this i had a whole card at the end of the movie shouldn't do that performed by kaja ben do you remember where this song plays in the movie um uh in new york yes it's a song that plays in mcdonald's uh-huh. That you can barely hear uh -huh. during that minute while Joe is admiring all the food. You can barely hear this song for about 30 seconds. It was written exclusively for this movie. 
I love how it's called shouldn't do that. And it's this poor 10 year old kid staring at McDonald's food. Produced by Ken Scott. Lyrics by Nick Beggs. Music by Nick, Nick Beggs. Stuart Croxford. Comma, Neil and Steve Askew. Published by Infinite Music slash Intersong, courtesy of EMI Records Limited. This is a riveting podcast, isn't it, Ben? <laughs> We are 49 seconds in. We're almost there, guys. Hang We're in there. there. That is a lot of names. Dudley is really ecstatic to be playing this toy piano. Well, yeah. That I'm sure no I'm sure no actual music was coming out of. I'm sure not. I don't think that's a functioning piano. I'm pretty sure just when he hits the keys, the arms come up. <laughs> oh, no. Here we are, 53 seconds in. Yes. The scroll is beginning. The clips have... <laughs> the clips have gone over to the right-hand side of the screen. Yep. And it's the part where the North Star is doing the Christmas tree beam of light. Sorry, I, d I didn't mean to steal your thunder. Go ahead. <laughs> so while the scroll starts, we have the scene from the very beginning when Claus and Anya are first introduced to the North Pole, where we have the North Star beaming down into the Christmas tree shape. And you can see all of the twinkling little light, white lights at the bottom, which we know are the candles from the elves that are coming to greet them. And you can see the two reindeer, Donner and Blitzen, in the sleigh with Claus and Anya. And they're all just kind of moving around to make it show like they're not dead. Okay, the names are going to be coming fast and furious. This is the part where I told Ben, let's just assume everybody we see on the screen worked on Superman. Uh, we have production supervisor Vincent Winter, another great name that sounds fake. Peter Hollywood and Vincent Winter both worked on this movie. <laughs> executive assistant to the producer, Maria Monreal. Uh, and she was the executive assistant to the producers on all the Salkin productions. So she was on Team Salkin. Mm -hmm. We have additional photography by Paul Beeson, BSC. Visual effects photography, Paul Wilson, BSC. Choreography and movement, Pat Garrett, who have you talked about? Yeah, she popped up a couple of times in the actual movie. She was, of course, the dance instructor in Cornelia's ballet class. And she was also seen milling around the background of Patch's TV commercial. So the character in the movie, the dance instructor, obviously had a second job. <laughs> well you can't just live off of dance instructor alone a sound oh gosh do we have to read every name i guess we have to well how about we i gotta take do over. it how about i take over? all right okay. so sound <laughs> editor is don sharp music editor is bob hathaway sound mixer david crossier supervising art director tim hutchinson and art directors we don't get all of them we get dan dossett Oh, no, Don Dossett and John Holsey. And we see part of Malcolm Stone's name before our yes. minute cuts off. The minute, thankfully, cuts off. <laughs> no disrespect to anybody who worked on this movie. We would yeah. have you on the podcast in an instant. Vincent Winter, if you're still alive out there, we would have you on this podcast. For sure. What a perfect name for someone to work on this movie being Vincent Winter. Yeah, it's a good name. And that brings us to the end of the minute. I have 41 minutes of audio. Remember remember when I said we were going to speed run through this? Mm -hmm. I haven't even looked at the next minute yet. I haven't looked at the next minute. <laughs> Only two minutes to go. We got to do it. We got to get this done by the end of the year, Ben. We got to. I know. This is such a, this is a hard part. Not because this isn't needed. You know, we need to do this 
for the movie. Yeah, we need to give everybody credit, and it's yeah. part of the movie. I'm glad it's only two more minutes. I'm happy to announce that in the next minute, there is still stuff happening on the side of the screen. It isn't just the words. There is still stuff to talk about. Yay. That's good. Don't tune out yet. I I know we're (laughs) at the part of the movie where only our like dozen or so diehard listeners are still hanging in there. All right, Ben, I guess that's going to wrap it up. If you have anything to add to this minute or any of the previous 100 and some odd minutes of Santa Claus, the movie, Ben, where can they reach us? You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, Santa Minute. And you can also email us at SantaByTheMinute at gmail.com. Ben and I will post two more episodes at some point on two Wednesdays. Before Christmas. And as always, you can, yeah, oh, we're going to do it. We can do this. And as always, you can listen to any of our previous episodes. Ha-cream!